<laughs> cover me. That's right. It's Cover Me. The only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out what makes a good song, what makes a good cover song, what's good, what feels good. I'm your host as always, Jay Cressy, joined by my Simeon co-host, Alex Mildenberger. And we are talking about Gorilla's Feel Good Inc. today. This is a this is a classic, Alex. It really is. Um, when what was it? Two thousand six, two thousand four. One of those. Uh, two thousand five. It's uh, oh, I right believe in the it's middle. May 9th. It's the first single released off the Demon Days album, which is the second album. By so we Gorillaz. just passed an anniversary there. Yeah. How just about that? It. Look at how topical we are. Just super topical. Yeah. Um, what can I tell you about this one? So. Gorillas, while being a band, is really just two guys technically. It's like an there's an artist, well, like an animator, right? And yeah. So musician. the uh, the visual artist, I guess we could call him, who apparently also does some of the songwriting, and his name is uh, Jamie Hewlett, and then of course the musician Damon Albarn, who people might know from the band Blur, and their I think their hit song is called like song isn't it just called like track two honestly i don't it's a song two. Oh yeah song two and that's the how does that one go again i didn't look it up like honestly i i think people know him from gorillas now like i don't think yeah oh yeah Blur it's definitely is the thing that damon albarn is known for anymore that's a hundred percent i would agree yeah. with that but the, that that one song is popular i remember uh nick who was on our in the airplane over the sea episode told me that he wrote that song like sarcastically to make fun of like kind of grunge music of the time and then everybody was like oh fuck yeah this is like grunge music of the time it's fuck what is the like the hook on that it's because it's like nonsense lyrics yeah so that man is the uh sort of creative driving force behind the music and then we got the uh jamie hewlett on the visuals and they make a virtual band now this this group is pretty much like responsible for me sort of accepting modern music i think even like for me they kind of had a role in that too, like an early role. Cause mm-hmm. like I, and maybe it was just because you were listening to them and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let it happen. But like, I had already heard some of their songs. So I was probably like, no, it's new, but I was like maybe a little interested in it. Yeah. And this I was think several part years of it later too. Was of course them being an animated band. I was like, oh shit, Prozac's cool again. <laughs> They're they're like the successful, yeah, what do they call them? Virtual band. Virtual band, yeah. They have an award for that, I believe, or is it just there in the Guinness Book of World Records or something? Because like there was a while there where there were a couple virtual bands. I don't know how mm-hmm. many, but I feel like it was maybe not a huge trend, but like a bit of a trend. But now, yeah, like, it was like it's they were like the one that actually happened. I guess this says that Alvin and the Chipmunks was the first one. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in the 50s. 
So, yeah. I don't know how... I guess, um, the, like, there are, like, vocaloids in Japan, mostly. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that's kind of the evolution of it, is we've gone from cartoon bands to actual, like, 3D projections. Which, there was a live performance, like, a video of a live (laughs) performance, that at first I thought might be puppets, but upon closer inspection, they were doing things that puppets surely could not do. Hmm. I'm pretty that sure they're that. not puppets, but I don't I don't know what they do. Are they holograms, maybe? Ooh, maybe they're holograms. That could be, yeah. Here they're, uh, who the fuck? Somebody's just, uh, oh, Whitney Houston Estate has announced that they're looking into hologram technology for... Oh, how about that? Oh, what yeah. have I done? What have you done? Oh, sorry, I've just, I've, I've turned the sound, something, there we go. Sorry, there was sound on in one of my windows. One of my, like, 25 windows I've got up. Or, uh, okay, yeah. like, tabs in, in Chrome. So, sorry, I got a little distracted for a second. No sweats. Let's break down some fun facts about this one. Yeah. It peaked at number two in the UK and number 14 in the US. Made the US Billboard year-end top song charts in both 2005 and 2006, and it's the only track of Damon Albarn's to actually reach the top 40 on the Hot 100. Which, sure, I mean, he was kind of, like, more like alternative Yeah, his, he calls um, he calls the gorillas like an eccentric, like collection of hip hop and uh, like electronic music and stuff, which is, yes, I would say correct. Yeah, that's pretty cool sound too. Yeah, it's uh, eccentric. Hang on, I got the quote here. He says, uh, so Albarn departed from the distinct Brit pop of his band Blur and explored influences including hip hop, electronic music, and world music through an eccentrically postmodern approach. Yeah, I, I, I can't comment on the postmodernism too much, but definitely, like, there's eccentricity there. And there's, like, all mm-hmm. these stories that, like, the videos tell. So, like, I, I haven't, like, watched all their videos. But, I mean, if you watch them, apparently, they kind of lead into one another, and, like, there's stories spanning, like, many years. Yeah, and, like, Just things are apples. still happening. Like, the bassist was replaced on the latest album. Oh, he was replaced? Briefly. Okay, I was yeah, curious I think about that. he went that. missing. Because I saw a picture, and, and he looked like, like, a, like he was undead or something? Is that... Yeah, he's actually... That person, the, the, the bassist, that one is named Ace, and they are a character from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, so you, you can see them at least in the Humility music video, which is the lead single off the Now Now, which is last year's album. Well, I haven't actually made it around to that one yet. Yeah, well, if you check it out, it's uh, it's a good, it's a real poppy one, and that's what's interesting. I think about this group is he is this sort of like weird shit that like has a story and is cartoons, but somehow it is also in the mainstream, which is kind of surprising. It is definitely a strange thing, especially I mean. How often do you get animated, like, bands? Not that often these days. And this is the Not one that, that often. like, hung on, kind of. And isn't in the, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks area of just kind of being a, a source of groans. And yeah, it's like... Like, it's not, it's not like, a, a gimmick, really. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it was a thing they did, and, like, it just happened to be successful, so they kept doing it. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is, like, Gorillaz has a distinct kind of sound to it. Right. Despite that, it's more, like, feature artists than it is even just the main guy. Like, it is Damon Albarn. It's Right. He's kind of the, like, 
like the mastermind, I guess. Yeah, he kind of holds everything together. Yeah, and there's a a video uh, on YouTube. I'm trying to remember the name of the of the channel. Who, uh, but it's all about like um, Steely Dan, because Steely Dan was basically two guys working with just like other super talented musicians. So it was that kind of a setup where there was like a a, a curator almost who. Mm-hmm participated but also they were yeah making sure that the sound was like consistent or whatever yeah it's interesting that you can and like some artists do it kind of on their own like david bowie has a distinct sound but he's done it in so many different styles yeah just an interesting thing to see in music that you can be both like recognizable at just like a beat but also be so varied in your stylings and what you present yeah, it's definitely, and it lets them try a lot of things. I mean, I definitely think, like, is this, this was my, my takeaway from Humans was that it's a lot more hip-hop focused than some of their previous stuff. Is that true? Yeah. I, like, it was, uh, did you, did you I find think, that as yeah, well? probably more. It was a real, that one cause was a kind of a big celebration, I think. Cause it was a five-year hiatus between the fall and that one. Right. And it was kind of like a big comeback album, it felt like to me, because they, they got on people who they had featured with before, like De La Soul, who features on this. And they just like, yeah, it was nonstop hip hop features and like a lot more, I would say, almost like that sort of electronic funk came in on that one as well. Right. Whereas I think earlier albums have been more uh, based in rock with hip hop mixed in. Okay. And then, yeah, anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of different, a lot of cool sounds. Yeah, absolutely. Each each album definitely has its own distinct feel to it, for sure. And coming back to this one, so more accolades for it. Pitchfork and Rolling Stone listed it as one of the best songs of the 2000s. Um, it won a 2006 Grammy for Best Pop Collaboration, um, 2005 MTV Music Video Award for Breakthrough Video and Best Visual Effects. It was nominated for Record of the Year and Best Music Video at the Grammys in 2006. Um, this, yeah, this song is pretty iconic. I would say so. It's definitely, like, even for me, who kind of avoided, like, popular music, this was one that sort of, uh, pierced that. That's not Mm -hmm. the best word choice, but whatever. That, like, I was aware of. And, like, yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah, it was, was like, if it came in on the radio, you were, like, you didn't groan, but you also, like, didn't want to show that you were kind of cool with it, because you didn't know... Oh yes, I absolutely, I absolutely did not want to show that I was kind of cool with it. That is the truth. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> That's absolutely the same way. Um, should we go? Should we talk about the instrumental composition, or should we jump into lyrics? Um, hmm. Sometimes I feel like we should do both. Let's talk about lyrics first. I think we usually do. Yeah, and I guess yeah. With that, we start with the the laughter, which yes. is uh, like. Just, yeah, that itself is already just a, a key draw to this song. This song has so many clear, um, like, hooks, basically. Right. Between the, the bass line, this, the, the whispered vocals of... Yeah, there's like, a lot that's distinct about this, and definitely, like, that laughter at the start, kind of, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's clearly identifiable, and it draws you in pretty well. Yeah, and so, uh, so De La Soul is a, uh, a hip-hop group, and so Damon Albarn says of that, when, uh, when they arrived, uh, they were just messing around trying to make each other laugh. Fortunately, we recorded most of that, 
And that's how we got the crazy sounding laughter you hear on the track. The whole thing worked amazingly, but most of it was an accident. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that kind of like jam session vibe almost is fun when they're like, we just were recording and or what is there were Okay, I just there were some like memes a while back where it was like George hmm. Lucas and they're like, we just had the camera rolling. They just did that. And it was like increasingly bizarre situations from Star Wars. Like he just used that force <laughs> power. Like, but anyway, I re- was reminded of that. But that that's always fun in music. And I know like... um. Uh, outside David Bowie's 90s album. Yeah. A lot of that was like, we were just having a warm-up jam session, and then someone like turned on the recording and it just said, keep going, and then there was like, I don't know, several hours of material and they just kind of cut it into an album or something. Right. That's the story yeah, I've There heard. is so much of Outside in particular that has not seen the light of day. Yeah, there's supposed to be two, two other parts. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe uh, yeah. Tony Visconti said that him and Bowie were going to look at it. Like, around the time he passed away, he was like, we actually had plans to come back to outside. Which would be pretty wild. Yeah, I would love to. I would be crazy about seeing that. Um, let's talk about, so then, yeah, we get the laugh, we get feel good, which is repeated yeah. throughout the song. Got that yeah, kind the, of like the vocal lyrics on Genius say it's sha shaba shaka shaba. I don't know if I agree with that. Actually. I mean, well, supposedly, okay. So Genius was saying one of the Genius annotations said, like the only official lyrical source is from Rock Band. Is that oh, true? Does the album not that have? Might be true. I'm. Not, I have the album not with me, or I would take a look at the liner notes. But you can't just uh, run back real quick. Grab it. It's Across. literally I would have to take an elevator. No, <laughs> no. Dri- down dri- the elevator. Dri- take through a- my fucking car. Okay, I was actually expecting to be in Calgary. Oh, it <laughs> might just be in Calgary. Dri- drive back real quick. Why don't you head on over? It'll be easier. <laughs> yeah, I got stuff. Nah, going. okay. Um, so we also get he starts to say a change in the background as we change. get closer to the first verse. Yeah. So change. I the change change the the. Uh, Written lyrics really have a tough time conveying that things are being said at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you don't really get that effect reading it. That. But yeah, they're saying sha sha cha cha sha sha, and also change in the background. Change, yeah. And that's just sort of and the intro section. Mm-hmm. I think the repetitive nature of this section speaks to sort of the overall theme. And the fact that the the call for change it gets sort of hidden under the uh, the feel good repetition, oh, interesting, is is uh, important. But I think in order to kind of break that down, we're gonna need to jump further into the verses here, which we should do. Yeah. So city's breaking down on a camel's back. Um, this line alone is sort of a reverse of expectations because generally, city is taking the role of sort of the final straw in this. And this is, I am kind of ripping this straight from Genius, but I will right. tell Genius right. this. They actually did a pretty good job on this one. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people have thought about the lyrics to this song. And I would think it might be because this was probably edited when it was still rap Genius. Oh, so it would have actually had And more I think Rap just... Genius had a higher quality than Genius does. Just regular Genius? Okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, so yeah, and the city's breaking down on a camel's back rather than the camel breaking down from the city on its back, which is, I think, just to speak to the sort of backwards nature of, I think, I think this is a, a societal criticism, this song. Uh, would you agree right. with that? Um, I am having trouble thematically with this song, I'll admit. So... I'll give you, okay, so I got several lines I can point to in the first verse here that give this backwards concept. That's where I'll start. Okay. City's breaking down on a camel's back. Then we have, you got a new horizon. It's ephemeral style. Now, the word ephemeral means something short and, like, not lasting for very long. And, the, like, the same with style to an extent. Okay. And when, generally when you set a horizon, that's your goal, right? New horizons, new things. It's, and, it, and it has an idea of longevity in it, you know, right? Because the horizon is a long way away. It's a long-term goal. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so you you have a new long term goal. It's a short nothing. Okay. Like it's <laughs> you won't stick with it. Mm-hmm. And then we get the backwards line of my dreams come kissing, because I don't get sleep. No. Oh, but he gets dreams, but he does not sleep. Yeah. So generally, you know, like kids, their mom comes in, kisses them goodnight, so then they go to sleep. Mm. He doesn't sleep, so his dreams pass by and kiss him. And say, like, hey, have a, have a good oh, wake. Oh, I see. Like, and everybody knows that when you do get sleep, your dreams fuck. <laughs> That's how sleep works. That's how sleep works. So, I think, and again, with the idea of feel good, he's kind of criticizing, um, like, the mass production of happiness or, like, materialism, things of that nature. Right, so that's the, like, ink part. Mm-hmm. So, I... I mean, there's also a kind of a storyline to the video. And Absolutely. Like, and, like, this song is telling that story, too. So, like, the themes are in the story. I have yeah, to... I think we've never seen a, a song we've talked about here where the music video is actually, like, heavily linked, I think, yeah. to the lyrics. Because it's like they're singing about the things that are happening. And is there actually, like, a corporation? It's it something about, like, they've enslaved a town or something? Is that true? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's maybe really I needed possible. to watch more of these videos. <laughs> it's definitely possible. I think we might have enough to work with because uh, this is tough because I feel like we need to jump around everywhere. Yeah. In the video, let's talk about the video briefly here. And yeah. We can talk maybe in bigger details. Um, it starts on this big tower that's labeled Feel Good Inc. We go inside of it and you have the lead singer, 2D, and he's sitting in a chair sort of depressed, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, he seems to kind of wake up and then this is when he says the first verse. He says it through a megaphone to this room full of, like, just basically writhing bodies on the floor. There, It has this idea of an orgy sort of present. The bassist is actually on the floor playing. Yeah. And so I think this, this verse is almost supposed to be in the, in the music video. He's trying to call to action the people on the floor. Come on, everybody feel good. Or, no, no, because that's what is happening oh, at the start, right? They feel good, but they're not acting because of it. Mm-hmm. They they've been uh it's the, a, subdued. They've been. It's a mass-produced good feeling. Yeah. So it's the it's the vibe of like uh, keeping a populace in check by telling them they feel good, right? It's like uh, it's uh, Soma from Brave New World. Exactly. To so make a little literary reference, so people know I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. 
and so the the vibe is is my understanding of the music video and i think wikipedia's understanding of it to not give myself too much credit <laughs> is that he essentially gets this moment of clarity because at the start of it he's just repeating feel good to himself then he actually gets up gets the megaphone and is like this is what's happening the city is breaking the down and we are like we are being used and abused by the system essentially is what he's calling out and it starts to work to on the bassist the bassist actually slowly goes upright and is no longer playing on the ground okay so he starts to buy in mm-hmm. but then like ultimately he seems to get defeated at the end of the song because he goes right back to where he was at the start back in the chair just repeating feel good to himself and also there's What's her name? Noodle. Noodle is playing a, a guitar as well, but she's outside? Yeah, she's outside on that windmill, which seems to represent the, uh, I mean, if we jump to the chorus, it's, the windmill seems to represent like a system based not on greed or lies, it's based on love. The windmill. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that little floating island. Okay, so the floating island, right. So I'm getting my spaces mixed up. They're not on the floating island. No, I see so that there now. are two separate de- de- places. There's the floating island, which just has Noodle on it, and that windmill. And there's and the tower. helicopters coming after it. And then there's the tower that is Feel Good Inc. Okay. I see. That's kind of the, that's the base setup. So let's jump back into the verse here. Yeah, okay. Um, city's breaking down on a camel's back. They'll just have to go because they don't know whack. This line? Eh. Is it the, like, people control, the, like, like the the ruling class or whatever that has to go? Is this a, an uprising? Mm-hmm. That could very well be it. And because he says, right, yeah. So they'll just have the to go because they don't know whack. They're doing a bad job of running this place. That makes sense. Because then he speaks to the people. He says, so all you fill the streets, it's appealing to see. And then he says, you won't get undercounted because you're damned and free. So it's like now you'll matter because you're free. You're damned, but you're still free. So maybe it's mm-hmm. worth being that free be or it. worth being damned if you have freedom. Yeah, I also wonder, because yeah. they bring it up in the genius annotation, that okay. it might be, he's saying, you're still represented in this system because they, essentially they account for rebels, the damned and free. Oh, okay. And that's why he also brings up the idea of ephemeral style, kind of like you're wearing the look of a rebel, but it's just like it's going to fade away. You're not really doing anything. Okay. So, be yourself, but not in the way of, like, um, following what others, how, the way others tell you to be unique or something like that? Yeah, it's you have to do something truly unique rather than following what the system has told you is unique. The, like, idea of the, like, beatniks following on the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort and of And the situation. idea of how, like, punk rock was you know, bought out by the mainstream. Like, right. So you can't just be a punk rocker and be like, well, I'm against the system now because you have been incorporated into the system. Because look, leather. Exactly. With fucking bumpy things. Metal bumps. Metal bumps. You feel? What do we call it? Studs? That's the one. Couldn't remember the word. That's it. <laughs> you know, metal bumps. <laughs> metal bumps. Okay. So, yeah. You've got a new horizon, it's ephemeral style, a melancholy town where we never smile. So I think this is speaking to the current condition, right? Mm-hmm. This is where we live. 
It's nobody smiling, and all I want to hear is the message beep. Um, is that like waiting for like a sign, like a message to of what to do, how to act? Is that what he's looking for? Maybe. I think. Well, it's like he wants to hear the message of his dreams. I think he just wants to realize his his vision or something. Mm -hmm. Like, if his dreams are are coming by, like they they pass by, but he wants. They, he wants them to leave a message. Him? He wants them to get in touch yeah. with him. Which maybe, yeah, and tell him tell him what to do or something, like how to achieve. Yeah, or at least have some idea. It is a lingering hope in a way, even a message on an answering machine, right? Yeah. It's potential. It's opportunity. It's, uh, yeah, and so he says, my dreams, they come a-kissing because I don't get sleep. No. So we get the idea of both literal dreams, because he is not sleeping, and then you're like your figurative dreams, your goals, right? Because he is constantly working just to get by in this system. He actually has no time for his dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just listening to because the lyrics say that there's a beep, so I was listening to the song. There's a beep, but it's quite quiet. Yeah, and that's uh, what leads us into the chorus. And he sees the windmill, which is that external part that is representing the the freedom. Mm-hmm. And I guess. Yeah, and so that's why we get the beep there, is it sort of clarifies that the chorus is the dream, right? Yeah, or the message, or the message from yeah. the dream, which is probably what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then we get windmill, windmill for the land, turn forever hand in hand. He says of this line, Damon Albarn says, I remember the beginning of the formation of Feel Good Inc. quite clearly. I had a beat that was a little bit 80s, very upbeat, but maybe halfway through, my attention wandered. I played something more acoustic, just something that reminded me of the countryside. So I wrote down some keywords to help with the lyrical imagery. Windmill was one of them. It was a trigger to sim it was a, sorry, it was a trigger to symbolize a different time and also a reference to the dark satanic mills that William Blake wrote about in his verse of Jerusalem. I remember that it all started when I was reading the ingredients off the back off the back <laughs> of a potato chip packet. Dark satanic mills. Okay, so mm. it's like like contrasting a, a mill of like like a, a windmill you'd see in a countryside because like a town needs to make flour or whatever versus mm -hmm. like n a pulp mill or something that's like a big industrial operation and like you can smell it from a mile away and yeah, that kind of thing exactly. like they're both mills but like they they represent different things yeah and it's sort of like there is a like, they're both mills, right? So there yeah. is a common ground there. But, but it's this about... windmill is his image of, like, of, of this, of the countryside, of, like, freedom and openness and, and the natural Yeah, it's world. definitely tinged with nostalgia, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. For this, for this simpler time. So he says, windmill, windmill for the land, uh, turn forever hand in hand. Which, I mean, hand in hand is just a kind of unity statement, isn't it, right? Right, it's like, you're, I mean, you're standing, everyone's holding hands, and I'm envisioning people, like, dancing around in a circle. So it's like, it's about standing together, which is kind of what he's asking for, to stand together mm -hmm. against the system. Yeah. Take it all there on your stride, it is aching, falling down. Is the now, this could be a literal reference to the, uh, the music video with the noodles windmill island that's what genius says right which actually is like falls down in the next video apparently but i don't know take it all there on your stride it is aching fall down it, it being the windmill 
Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the society that they are trying to break free of is falling down. It could be, yeah. It's the aching is uh, what's catching me. I mean, is the aching the the oppressed people who are told to feel good when they are melancholy and not smiling? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. You know what? Because he's talking to the he's addressing the windmill, right? Yeah. Right, so take it all there on your stride. It is aching, falling down. So, and I guess the stride is the the turning of the of the. What do you call those parts of the windmill? Um, the blades. Maybe the sheets. Yeah, could be blades. Yeah, so it's, like I feel blades. like that's that kind of motion. It it's sweeping down and kind of picking them up, right? Take it all in their stride. The stride of the windmill is the windmill arms. Okay. All right. And love forever, love is free. Let's turn forever, you and me. That's so here sounds, he's sounds like some hippie shit to me. <laughs> I think it is, honestly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it is reminiscent of the Beatles. All you need is love, right? Right. And other songs of that nature. It's um, he's proposing the new system here, which okay. I think is backed up by the closing line of the chorus, which simply states, "Is everybody in?" Ah, I see. And then there's uh, a rep. So yeah, he says, let's turn forever, you and me, windmill, windmill for the land, is everybody in? So I think he's saying, I think he says, like, the windmill for the land is, like, a positive thing. It's sort of the representative of this idea of just, an, a, like, an eternal cycle of love, though, instead of right. these these satanic, these dark satanic mills that we have now in, in Feel Good Inc. Right, with the sort of false sense of happiness. And then, he's, then he asks, like, is everybody down for this? And then this is where we get a sort of interesting uh, rap verse, which both, yes. both sorry, is in character and is not in character in this verse. Okay. How do you mean? So, okay, so we open up, I think, because I think, and this is Trugoy the Dove. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Trugoy, maybe. And he says, laughing gas these hazmats, fast cats, lining them up like ass cracks. Lay these ponies at the track. It's my chocolate attack. So in this, I think he is posing himself as the feel-good ink, and he's basically saying that we can essentially... It doesn't matter if you have a hazmat suit on or if you are uh, very swift or like smart or clever, a fast cat, mm -hmm. that we're, we're going to laugh and gas you. Like We will subdue you right. and line you up. Let's say in rows, like ass cracks, which I believe is just because they're vertical. Right. The, I mean, it's just this kind of like dehumanizing thing. Like, mm -hmm. like they're not people, they're this object. Although, I mean, it's a part of a person, but anyway, everyone's got yeah, one. It's then, just a thing everyone has. Yeah. And it's, if, yeah, if you, you don't, if you demote these people to just lines like an ass crack, you obviously don't think too highly of them. Yeah. And ladies' ponies at the track is, Pretty much saying the same thing. It's just like we're gonna put you on a track. Like you can only you're you're stuck in our system, and we get to choose which track you're on. Right. And then and then it's my chocolate attack. I don't know if that's supposed to be. So genius brings up it might be a reference to 1984, oh. where apparently Big Brother uses chocolate to distract everybody. I've never read 1984. Hmm. I did read 1984, but it was a number of years ago, and I don't specifically remember the chocolate. Mm hmm thing hmm it also says it could be a nod to the chocolate war by robert cormier where the protagonist rebels against the school's corrupt chocolate fundraiser 
And I think the last one it brings up might be the most accurate, is that it's just Wait. a callback to the, uh, the ass cracks. They're just gonna shit on them? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I, I mean, all of those sound reasonable. That's probably the most straightforward. Like, mm -hmm. you don't need to have read anything to get it. So, I like that one. Probably most. Yeah, and arguably with hip-hop lyrics, I always find this is you could probably take all three of those and just say, yes, it is all of those things. It, it all works for me, honestly. They all make sense. Yeah. And then he says, shit, I'm stepping in hard, hotter this yeah, year. Yeah, the next word I is literally like shit. Like <laughs> Exactly. So that's, again, why I feel that the last one there is probably the best. Yeah. It does make and sense. And shit, I'm stepping in hopper this year is just, I don't know, I feel like that's almost a filler line. Uh, I mean, other than the, the shit stepping, like you're stepping in the shit, uh, I don't know about the heat. don't know what the heat means necessarily. Yeah, I, like, I, think it, I think it might mean, and this is where he steps out of the role of the feel-good ink and is just rapping as himself. Okay. So maybe he's saying, like, I'm stepping in hotter this year, like, my game is up. Okay. Maybe even referring to his last uh, four lines there, being like, shit, I'm stepping harder this year. Look, like, look at all this. Way fucking better. I'm subduing the people. Look at all these. And this is what I love is he apparently, and this is, I'll give Genius full credit for this being a, a really good call. Care Bear Repnant harder this year, so he's comparing the gorillas to the Care Bears. Because they're kind of doing something, like they're trying to, okay. That yeah, is... so, yeah, if you read the annotation He's just like there, calling says, him a Care Bear, uh... almost like, because, like, there's a similar idea, but he's like, oh, what are you, just some, like, Care Bear telling everyone to love each other? Like, this is, like, it's kind of belittling him by being like, oh, what are you, some children's media? Like, this is kid stuff. Yeah. He's both, yeah, belittling him, and then, but also bumping him up, because he says Care Bear repping it harder this year. Oh, he's saying Because I think he's saying the gorillas are going harder. Watch me as I gravitate, ha 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 ha. But I'll still pull you down? Yeah, With I gravity? think, so this is about, this might be a one that, switches back to the feel good ink roll mm -hmm. is just like watch me as i as i pull things into me like as i gravitate this is metaphorical size pulling everything in yeah and then he says we're gonna ghost town and I, then again i think he flips here to right. being himself again because apparently motown is a, a pretty like derelict neighborhood okay so when he says we're gonna ghost town this motown he means that we are going to, like, leave this bad place. Okay. With your sound. And then he says, with, with your sound, you in the blink. The blink meaning, like, the, like, you're hot. Basically, you're on the spot right now. You're hot. You're what's good sound. Referring directly to the gorillas. So he's trying to, is he trying to, like, recruit them for the ink? Yeah. Sort of. You might he's like, be you right. guys are hot you right now, still so be come on work for us. This. Yeah, because he's, he's saying you're trendy, you're in the blink, so you might not be in this forever, but right now, you're in the blink. And that, that makes sense with the next line. He is, you're right, you're 100% right. He's calling, because then he says, gonna bite the dust, can't fight with us. But yeah. then he says, with your sound, you kill the ink. Or at least, like, try to, I guess. So, or don't, like, don't stop. I, I still feel like he's trying to, like, repurpose what they're doing to use for the ink. Yeah. It's like you don't need to stop, but like do it for us instead. Yeah, and maybe he is even This is a, maybe a weird one because maybe he is saying maybe he's just talking tough when he says you're gonna bite the dust. You can't fight with us. Right. And then the next line is the reality. That's like he's his soliloquizing, sound, like oh shit, they're gonna. 
they're gonna get us yeah that's right that might be a hell yeah that might be a soliloquy in one line <laughs> that's tight i like that and um so, so don't stop get it get it, get it get until it. you jet until ahead and watch the way i navigate this one's tough yeah because what is it um get it get it don't stop get it get it Maybe jet ahead, like, get ahead of everybody else. Because maybe he's offering them the real feel-good, essentially. Like, you're not going to be amongst this mass. You're going to jet ahead. But then he says, and watch the way I navigate, suggesting he is still ahead of them. Right. He's still in control. Yeah. Still got the gravity. He's, so, yeah, you can push, and you can get pretty far, because I want you to be part of this, but I am still going to be ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And then we get the uh, the feel good repeated for a bit. We get the chorus again, and then, and then we get the outro, which is just uh, sort of a reworked version of the rap verse. Don't stop right, getting get it. A few it. lines that get repeated. He's identifying himself as the captain, I think. Yeah, which asserts himself as being in control. Right. And then it kind of steady. Watch me navigate. Rides out on that. Peep how your captain's in it. Steady. Watch me navigate. And yeah, that makes sense. Is that he then dominates it because it goes back to the initial. Uh, how the song opened it's pretty much bookended and that's exactly what happens in the music video as well mm -hmm. so to talk more about the music video when those rap verses go on it's uh it's the guy he's projected on a bunch of these screens inside feel good ink yeah and it, yeah there's a lot of like effects and then there'll be like 20 of him in the checkerboard on the screen and they're mm -hmm. doing a lot of laughing And there's a lot of hip thrusting in the bass playing, too. I want to point that out. Oh, yeah, because well, he's very much into the... He's caught up in the ink, I think, because he likes right. the sex and the drugs. Like he's, he's totally into it. Yes, and you can actually see his ass crack, too, at one point. That's so. correct. He's the they do. I was watching some other ones, and like in Clint Eastwood, he gets his balls grabbed by a gorilla. <laughs> you get to see a lot of focus on his, on his lower zone there for the, for the bassist. Watch, gotta watch that low zone. Uh, hey, maybe that's it. Because he, he plays in the low, so they, they play him in the low. That's... Ah. All right. Um, yeah, so what else happens in the music video? So, yeah, he... Uh, 2D, the main singer, gets kind of desperate. You can see him, like, put his hands against the glass when he sees the windmill right. passing by. So this really is a song about uh, a call for change that gets drowned out by some just very catchy rapping. Yes. It's hard to ignore. It's a good verse. Yeah. And I mean, we did talk about the music video a lot, too. It's kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, 2D inside the, the ink and keeps looking yeah. out at this flying windmill island with Noodle playing an acoustic guitar on it. And that's sort mm -hmm. of the, the two sides of the, of the song, too, where the choruses or the verses are inside and the chorus is outside. Yeah, the, uh, it's this world. is probably one of the the best music videos we've seen on this program. Definitely this the podcast. most like involved, the most like integrated with the song. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like an it's afterthought; almost, like it's telling the story. Yeah. It feels necessary almost if you really want to understand the lyrics. That's true, especially with the windmill stuff, because that's kind of like like it sounds. It's tough. Like it's 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 very personal. Like like it's got that nostalgia factor. Um, mm -hmm. but 
and you can kind of get it like it sounds like a poem talking about like windmills and you could visualize that but i really yeah definitely the music video like adds that extra layer and makes it a little bit more obvious what's going on yeah i mean i took i didn't get it i didn't get that out of it at first for sure no it's a this is a tough one and yeah i don't know i'm I'm impressed we got anywhere. I'm sometimes very impressed that <laughs> where we go and we, we look at. We the can usually make some things. decent progress if we work together. Yeah, for sure. That is a hundred percent true. So let's. We talked about the music video. Yeah. We talked about the lyrics. Let's talk about the instrumentation, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's mostly based around that bass line. Like we talked about, there being a few like hooks. Like there's the laughter, mm-hmm. and you get the shippa dippa. And, like, that's recognizable, but, like, the bass line has got a really good sound to it. It's very catchy. Yeah, it's a, it's a killer rhythm. bass line, and super simple, too. Yeah, it's just got a good sound to it. And, yeah, and uh, it does the good, like, walk down on the break between the verse and chorus. And then, yeah. So there's, there's some good bass work in this, definitely. Um, I remember mm-hmm. we mentioned Rock Band before. We used to play this in Rock Band a lot. And I remember yeah. really like liking this one on, on the drums. It's a good, fun drum part. Yeah, it's got a good drum beat. It's, uh, and they do all this uh, like processing on the vocals and stuff that makes it very interesting. Yes, I, obviously we mentioned he has a megaphone in the, in the first verse uh, in the video. And mm-hmm. it does sound like that. And it kind of opens up after that uh less yeah. lo-fi yeah and then in the chorus it has sort of that a similar effect somebody said online that it's like uh, like an answering machine tape which makes the vibe they were going oh, for that so. makes sense that's the message yeah exactly so and it's got a good just like juxtaposition of that chorus between the rap verses and with the uh with the first verse being sort of the middle ground right like this it, there's a lot of good movement in this song and it is like, especially if you watch the music video, you see it is kind of like there's there's a narrative there, so they're getting that narrative mm-hmm. across. And uh, and we mentioned before as well. There's uh, during the um, chorus, there's like acoustic guitar playing because that's Noodle on the island. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there is acoustic in this. There's the bass line, the drums. Is there? Much uh, there is a guitar in this. There has to be, right? Oh yeah, it, there's um, it's kind of sparse. Like, it's playing like little short licks high up. Right. It's like, yeah, that's right, because that comes up in a lot of covers yeah, too. It does, and then it also does. I think it's a guitar. It does like wee wee. That might be a synth sound too. Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Wee 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 wee. Is there a melodica on this? I know gorillas are known for using a melodica. I didn't I notice. I didn't though. notice a melodica. Yeah, me neither. Just thought I'd put it out there in case there was. Uh, I didn't have an yeah, ear I out for it. I love this song. Sorry. I said I love this song. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song, and one that like, again, it was like one that I knew and like pushed away, but was still kind of like in the back of my head, like oh, this might be a good song, but like I couldn't accept it. Because yeah, I was and it's so popular kid. that even when listening to Gorillas now, I'm like, eh, I can't listen to Feel Good Ink. But I know I it, it seems on, so like, obvious. Oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good song. Yeah, with that, let's uh, start talking about the covers. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right, cooking on three burners in 2007. This is an Australian funk trio. And uh, this is instrumental. <laughs> else about them they're australian um allegedly this needed a citation on wikipedia but this cover became popular with the b-boy community oh uh, okay cool uh, well i mean <laughs> that does make some sense because i think it, it's probably good to dance to like oh yeah because uh, well one it's all instrumental but it's got that kind of like it's ve- it's very repetitive like they mostly do yeah. the like bass riff um on mm-hmm. I think it's a guitar. It is, for sure. And maybe there's a bass playing it as well at the same time. I think because um, if you look at the cover, and I think the reason their name is cooking on three burners is there's three of there them. There are three of them. Um, so oh, we got the drummer, and the drums on this are very uh, like louder than the original, obviously, and like yes. much more involved on the verses. Absolutely. A lot more like... And then I think the... I don't know if I wrote this down, but the second guy plays... I want to say he plays a Hammond organ. I, there's definitely some organ work in this. It's real crunchy yeah. and, like, rounded. I really like the organ sound in this. Yeah, that's... I think one of the big appeals of this is the just the tone of that organ. Sounds real nice. Yeah, I mean, even the guitar has a good... So they've got some good tones, I think, mm-hmm. um, in this. I would, I would say this one is a little bit long. It is, but like I was, uh, sorry, I was saying before, um, there's a lot of like that repetitive section, but then they'll like go into a solo, so I feel like it would be good, like if you were dancing, it's long, and there are lots of like extended sections where you can mm-hmm. get that, get the rhythm. Yeah, and they do, uh, they do add instruments in, so yeah, there might be a bass, but they uh, add a flute in at one yeah, point. Yeah, that comes in like at the end, I think, closer to the end. Yeah, to to come, it's basically doing the rap outro, but on the flute. Which is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the outro part. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, let's see. Um, yeah, there is a bass. There's a, I mean, for, there's more, more than three people's worth of instruments in this. Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, and then... It is, uh, there's like an echoey kind of guitar sound as well. So like, kind of like we are saying, playing like licks, it's doing like, like, yeah, shorter. it kind of like noodles throughout the yeah. verses. And that's kind of like, like they, they're really like, it's almost like they're, they're basing this whole thing around the, the, the baseline section. And so they do that mm-hmm. for a while. And then like the organ does like the chorus melody. And there's also a guitar yeah. transition that I liked. I'm trying to remember why. Oh, never mind. It does the like bass thing. That's the transition. They're like bam, bam, bam. So like they they do that as well in their transition. And uh, yeah, then that organ sound does the like wind the the chorus, the windmill, windmill mm-hmm. for the land part. And yeah. yeah, like like we keep saying, can't stress it enough. Great sound. Sounds oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, then they go back Sounds to cool. that bass line for a while. Uh, guitar is still doing his noodling, and then like there's that flute. I have a lot of notes here. Don't remember if they're in order or not. <laughs> um, hang on, that's when the flute comes in, I think. Yeah. And then it does. Yeah, it does like the outro part, like we were saying, and it's only like half over. Like there's still half the song left. Yeah. And then they do another chorus, and then 
what's happening oh yeah then they go back to like their like main section like their their like baseline part where they just yeah. play around the baseline but now the organ's going like like at first it starts to add a couple notes because before it was just doing the like bow, bow, like feel yeah, good yeah, part yeah. and then they start like they'll add another note before and then like they'll add another like a little hit and then as it goes it just like starts to get crazy and then like goes into this whole solo like it kind of like builds up into it and then does, there's a lot of trills it's very i liked it yeah it, it's he definitely cuts loose near the end there and that's always cool and uh that's what an instrumental piece needs it needs the instruments to come out and be exciting or else it's just a elevator music you know yeah absolutely this feels like as someone who has like attempted a few times to get into jazz but not quite made it this kind of feels like that which i mean it's funk so it's probably the same influences in mm-hmm. that sense or similar yeah it's uh yeah this is we usually don't start with an instrumental cover so this was interesting to see and yeah this one was tight i liked it yeah like the ending was cool too it's like does like this whole drum breakdown and like they yeah. instruments come in throughout and then it's just yeah really focused on the drums cool stuff Mm-hmm. let's talk about dylan hodges in 2012 city's breaking down on a camel's back just have to go cause they don't know whack so all you feel the streets it's appealing to me won't get out of the county cause you're dead and free yeah all right dylan hodges he is do you know who dylan hodges is i forgot to look him up um he's a country cover artist from nashville who according to his facebook page translates old time music to a new audience uh yes the the ancient song feel good ink Feel good ink. People just couldn't understand it in the year yes. 2012. You know, people used to call it Feel Good Incorporated. I had to shorten that <laughs> so people knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so yeah, we and give it a banjo because a banjo nothing banjo. says modern like a banjo. That's exactly right. The brand new instrument, the banjo. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it does open with this kind of cool banjo finger picking bit. To me, it sounded like. Sorry, the the banjo part. I think it's like ba- like obviously it's in the same like key, right? Yeah. I think it's like very very vaguely based on the like baseline. But mm-hmm. it's changed pretty significantly. Like I feel like it maybe starts and ends in the same place. But like right. it's so he it's just plays like plays around yeah. with the the same notes ish, like the first and last note. Yeah, like in the same space. But like it's really yeah. just like it's a lot of banjo picking. So it's mm-hmm. I, it sounded similar to me anyway. And yeah, and he gets this. Uh, is it like a fiddle in between uh, certain lines? So we're like, when does that come in? Um, pretty. Uh, forty seconds. You can hear it. Oh, you know, I think that might be like a mandolin or something. I I have mandolin because it's down strummed. Too. So I yeah, it sounds more like something small and strummed. I would say I would hazard a guess at mandolin. Mm-hmm. So a notable thing here is there is uh, no no trace of the rap verse at all. He doesn't even use the lines from it. Yeah, so a lot of people do cut it out or partially cut it out. Mm-hmm. And he's changed uh, the uh, the like the the whispering feel good part to oh you make me feel good. Yes, he did change that part. Did I have something about that? Just that it happens. Ink. Yeah. 
And this is, I guess, the benefit of this is I don't think a lot of people pay attention to the lyrics of this song all that much. I will admit, I really didn't know them before this week. Like, yeah, I like I half knew them. You it's know? definitely <laughs> one of those songs where you can get by without like really listening to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And also one where they're kind of pronounced in a way that isn't necessarily like it takes extra effort to understand yeah. what's being said, I find. Um, which I also find with a lot of David Bowie songs where like I can listen to it and be like, yes, but it's like big words and you have to look up and you're like, I've never heard that word before. Like I have to learn a new word to learn what this song is talking about. Oh yeah. He'll drop down like some random word and you're like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. It's not like a super obscure word, but you're like, well, I've heard it before, but what does it mean? Yeah. It kind of makes sense in context, but the specifics are, I don't know. Um, there's also a section in this one where he like, says something away from the mic. I should have put the timestamp down. Oh, yeah, that would have been useful. I'm looking for it. And it's, it's like this is a pretty laid-back version. It's uh I it's practically meaningless though. <laughs> like he has the first verse and the chorus and then you make me feel good and well, yeah, the response is definitely a big part of like what made the original meaningful yeah. uh part of that story although you still get the like yearning from the main character um yeah i suppose that is it's still just there. he's not like stomped back down but you still get the like hey i uh, i have this feeling of of uh unfulfillment is that a word doesn't matter um yeah and like i'm wanting. yearning for yearning yeah yearning and, That's and it. yearning for this like this windmill uh metaphor Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. So it's just the yearning without uh, any countering force. Yeah, it just doesn't have like the other half of the narrative, which ad- definitely adds something to it, but mm-hmm. but I still think there's uh, something there. Um, yeah. But this version is not the best acoustic cover, if it is even no. fully acoustic. I think it's mostly. I think I think it's, mostly it's, it's fine. I didn't, I didn't like love this one. Okay, so I couldn't find the spot where he seems to say something away from the mic, but I heard, get your dog off. Is that... Get your dog off. No, I don't think I heard that in my list. That must be what it's like listening to this podcast when I move away from the microphone and start talking somewhere else. Yeah. People just think I'm getting my dog off. I don't have a dog, everybody. Come on. Get off my case. I hope you're not getting him off. <laughs> yeah, like I'm saying, I couldn't even if I wanted to. I'm not saying I want to. I'm just, <laughs> just saying, like if if I did want to, can't Good. do it. Just saying, y'all. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's love is love, right? <laughs> uh, not no, gonna touch I'm that one. Getting the dog off. Not gonna touch that <laughs> All one. All right. Talking about a dog. Um, yeah. Let's talk instead about Iron Tom in 2015. Please, let's. Um, so Iron Tom's music isn't music that you dispassionately slip into your back pocket for a convenient conversation piece. You wear it on your sleeve. Hello? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Iron Tom. Appealing to see You won't get out of the country Cause you're bad and 
just finished the tour for their latest album, so this is like a like a hard alt rock version. Is that? Yeah. Did they say they were like hardcore or something like that? Is that? No. That's uh, there's a later band that says they're hardcore. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's doing else. This one has a fucking marimba in it, or something that sounds like a marimba. Oh yeah, it definitely has that that sound. Um, well, hang on, let me let me take a look real quick. Um, this one, big drums, big drums. Yeah, very big heavy kick. drums. It's got the bass line. Yeah, uh, a little growl on that bass. Kind of very similar with the guitar doing like little bits in the background, but it's a little louder now. Yeah, and uh, there's something echoey. Yeah, he does. There's uh, backup echoes on the chorus. I don't know if you just mean echoey in terms of the instruments, though. I feel like I need to be more comprehensive of my notes. Oh, no, there's like a... Like close to the beginning. You're like 25 seconds in. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe that's a guitar. Maybe that's a guitar. All I hear is this marimba. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, is that a marimba? I thought it was like what a chimey it? sound. Um, yeah, it could be chimey. This one, I don't think was the one that I heard that in. Maybe, I think we're talking about the same thing, though. Okay, maybe. Um, so It's almost like a really yeah. echoey steel drum. Yeah, that's kind of what, what's yeah. going on there. Um, and he kind of talks sings through this one. And probably the most interesting part of this song is they actually do their own rap verse. They do. They change, and they change the lyrics entirely. And it's kind of like it still changes like rhythmically to be more like a rap verse. But he's still kind of doing his same like singy thing. It's yeah. A more sung. So I've written out my approximation of the verse here because of course you can't find it online. Did I? He says. I something. Anyway, oh, yes. Yeah. Says the silly capability of saying things differently. No necessary imagery delineates dignity. It's true procedure. It trips over helplessness. While I preserve a gentleness from elements to elephants, purity and restlessness, feelings have an eminence, and I turn into excellence, touching my go to hell of it. Uh, existence is resonance. I'll be part of the revenants. Like Molly singing next to this, I got to. Ah! <laughs> ah! All right. Um, so what do you make of it? That's just words. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of words. Um, I guess I think the first line, the silly capability of saying things differently is just like a direct wink to camera, right? Like, a, I'm not doing the same rap verse. Ah, self-aware. It's post something. Mm-hmm. And he says, no necessary imagery delineates dignity. Um trips over its helplessness oh i preserve a gentleness from elements to elephants i think that's just some nonsense purity and restlessness feelings have an eminence and i turn into excellence touching my goal of hell wait can you say that existence that gentleness line again um i preserve a gentleness from elements to elephants okay i don't get it but aren't elephants supposed to be gentle or something gentle giant kind of deal yeah maybe so are elements not Um, gentle i feel like there's a pun here i'm not getting yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe it's because like elephants got big feet, right? Uh, That's true. They're big, heavy boys. But they're like soft. It's like it's supposedly like oh, look, elephants are walking, but they have soft pads on their feet, so they're not loud. Right. I feel like that was something we learned in elementary school. Anyway. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think... <laughs> it's just kind of fun, I guess. Yeah? Like, it just seems like like nonsense words to me, mostly. Yeah, I honestly thought I looked up these lyrics, but I cannot find them. And obviously, you I couldn't find them, them so... Find them. I probably yeah. couldn't find them either. Um, and, uh, we get that... They do that kind of, like, heavy metal classic thing where they do a, like, a, a slower rendition of the main riff near the end, but they play it, like, heavier. Right. Right. They, yeah. In, like, the second, like, half, basically, they get the, like, brown, mm-hmm. brown, like, the bass line yeah, on that yeah. guitar. And, uh, there's also... Does that, like... I, I thought there were, like, maracas or something. You might be right. This Because this one had, like, a weird tropical vibe to it. Uh, after the verse... Hang on, the verse is almost over. Oh, we should mention after the first chorus, he does this, like, hmm. Are you Like, screaming bit while the, the drums go up on the cymbals. Yes. Um... Yeah. Sorry, I gotta find that section. Okay. I don't know why I wrote maracas. Oh, there they are. Yeah, I hear them. 145. I'm not hearing these maracas. Oh, maybe j- just slightly in the back there. So, sorry. Okay, it was during that section. The guitar does a thing. It really hits that that riff. And then the bass line riff. The drums move up to the cymbals. And then there's like a... Like Maracas. That yeah. is what I was referring to. There's a good energy on this version. You know, it's very high energy. Yeah, it's kind of got that almost like punky sound to it. I guess like mm-hmm. medley punky. Like the vocals are very, got that like, like the many tracked and I think compressed or whatever. I, I don't know the right words. Yeah. Uh, but they have that sound to it. Um, and, uh,. I mean, they put the effort in to write a whole new verse, so way to go. Yeah, I, I, way to go, guys. I don't have the lyrics here. It's hard to analyze them. So maybe they mean something, maybe they don't. Obviously, they mean something to somebody. Well, it's true procedure. It trips over its helplessness while I preserve a gentleness from elements to elephants. I don't know what's not to understand, Alex. Right, of course. Uh, it feels a little different tonally from the original but yeah. that's what i would expect it's a totally different interpretation yeah it's uh yeah this one was fun uh, it's got some weird instrumentation at times that's i'm not crazy about the dude's vocals but they're not bad yeah it's fine yeah i think it's a, it's a fine version should we talk about philos and lissa yeah let's talk about Lowercase f. Alus. Alus. Alos. Alus. He's, he's Austrian. He does remixes. Yeah, he's a remixer and music producer. This is in the year 2016. Yeah. I guess his claim to fame is a cover or a remix, rather, of Selena Gomez's Same Old Love. Which, way to go, I guess. Which, yeah, not even a song I know. So. No. And, and Lisa, capital A, on the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter. And her bio refers to collaborations as hookups. Ooh, where did you find her bio? On her website. Okay, I just found a Facebook page for her, probably, maybe her, and it's, uh, in the about section, it just said, mark my words. Yep, yep, that, that's her album name. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I was confused by that, too. I was like, why is she fucking threatening me? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay. What does that have to do with anything? But yeah, if you go to her website, I, there might have been a link to her website on Facebook. Oh, there probably was. I, I, at that point, I was like, no. And, uh, She's already threatened me. I'm not going any further. It's too dangerous. Got to get away from Lissa. <laughs> Look, she spells her name with two capitals. What kind of I'm like, crazy I get, person I get is this? why she would be threatening people, because she has a heavy lisp. Lissa. 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 She says, what does she say in this? Love forever. Yeah, okay. She says her R is very W-like. Forever. Forever. Uh, but it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> that according to her uh website so i guess so, yeah so the album artwork here is just the the windmill island from the video yeah that's right flying um and this is <laughs> definitely <laughs> did you say flying is it not flying oh i thought you, I thought you were lisping it and put flying it, put a w. <laughs> i did not say flying <laughs> <laughs> uh so okay. it's it's flying and uh and this is like this is the remix. It's real like filtered, comes in real filtered, mm-hmm. and like there's a. This one has. Kind of almost like a xylophone sound. Yeah, that's what I've written here as well, doing the bass riff. Yeah, and then there's like some harp stuff too. It's like starts with like harp. Harp strumming, you know what I'm saying? Strumming, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I will agree to that. And then, the, yeah, and the voice slowly comes in, saying, "Feel good, feel good." Yes, but she actually does the verse. Some of them don't. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of. It's definitely getting the like, the like the drum machine. And it's got that. You know, it's a remix. It's got a drum machine. Yeah, it's it. It gets it a little more dancey. It's uh. So I've written here, this is like your chill wave house vapor live wire kind of vibe. Yeah, lime wire, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you and got then, it. And like, yeah, lots of kick drums. Yeah, yeah, a lot and of kick drums. You get those those low percussive notes. I think there's like wave, maybe but... some hand clap kind of percussion as well. Yeah, but I think it's part of the drum machine. Yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah, um, it's interestingly, she combines the first half of the the ver- the, the sung verse right. with the second half of the rap. Yes, they re- she repeats the first half of the verse and then does the, yeah the, yeah, and uh, that's kind of neat. I think that's because she didn't want to say chocolate attack. Yes, or possibly ass cracks. Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to check that I forgot to. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, the you won't get undercounted because you're damned and free line. Yeah. Does that sound odd to you? It's just about two minutes in. Yeah, it sounds like you won't get off the counter. <laughs> she does it in both. Yeah, I don't know what she says, but it sounds like not quite what is in the lyrics we read anyway, which it sounds like maybe weren't super easy to find. Yeah, because um, even in that genius annotation, they... They say something about what it's most commonly said as. Right, so in live shows, that line's often changed to you won't get underrated. Hmm. Some people have thought it says you won't get out of county. Uh, okay. I'll accept that. I don't like it. 
but I'll accept it. Yeah, I'll accept it. And, yeah, okay. So there's also, like, a mandolin thing going on here, too? Yeah. In the verse. I think. Kind of doing this, like, higher strummy thing. Yeah? Oh, yeah, and I, I just heard it do a, a slide. Yeah. Well, it's got some, and there's some cool stuff. There's some, like, chime sounds. It's definitely a lot more danceable. Um... And they move yeah, and some stuff a, around. It's not a slapdash remix either, you know? Yeah. That's, okay, I, I can accept that. There's like some dance break uh, stuff at the end. It's definitely dance focused and uses elements yeah, of the original. Yeah, and like, as much as I've made fun of Liss's Lisp, like, she's got a fine voice for this kind of music. Yeah, it sounds fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna knock it. These. Uh, yeah, I ain't mad. The. <laughs> All these ones so far, like, I'd say they're all pretty different between them. Um, yeah, it's, this was a really interesting week in that each one is pretty unique. They and at least have, like, like, something different. I don't know if there's a super bad one amongst the lot of them. Not that I thought of, although I noticed you didn't do the uh, what postmodern jukebox version. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Scoot Bradley. All right, so... Up next, ceramic with an S. That's in twenty sixteen, and do you think that's supposed to be Sir like like the old timey English way of spelling Sir? Well, I don't know. Is he Sir Amic? Sir Amic. Sir, a mick over there. <laughs> no, I mic. don't. Um, no, thank you. I don't want any. Uh, you, could you find anything? Like, I found his page. Oh, I'm assuming it's page. just I one found dude. A Facebook page. Yeah, and it just had no about information. He just like posted some music videos he did with people. Yeah, about his. I say he, but I ceramic. think it's more than one person, maybe. Yeah, well, know. they have a picture. Of just a dude, but there's like a video yeah. of like a lady touching her head. Yeah. Um. So ceramic. I don't know who you are. This one also opens with a laugh, much like the original. They've got a website too, but it's not very informative. No. Yeah. Sorry. Uh. So yeah, they have their own laugh, right? Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> kind of get some really like strained sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I have an echo pedal, like a tape echo pedal, digital tape echo pedal, and right. if you crank so that the kind of tape effect? age or something, I think it's the age, then it sounds more like yeah. that. Yeah, sounds like there's like a really tight or old tape on a reel. Um, I think this group they sound like, you know, Awaken My Love, uh, the Childish Gambino album. Yeah, reminds me of that. Okay. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. It is like a yeah, kind of this like dark funk pop, if I can call it that. All of those words sound appropriate to me. Yeah. So and they kind of like baseline on a low here. synth. We got these uh, really really funk based vocals. I find for the particularly for the chorus. It's very much like group vocals. Yeah. Like there's a and lot like, of people singing. They've made the chorus saying feel good rather than the windmill bit 
They do the windmill part, though. Feel good. Yeah, they do, but uh, I think they do only do it once, because this is like a two-minute... Okay, it's just about three minutes, but... Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess they do do it several times. I'm just crazy, but they do... I feel like the, the feel-good lines are the real hook of this song. There's definitely a lot more focus on them because it's like a, yeah. several voices saying, like, feel good. Like, feel good. We get some kind of interesting percussion on this, too. It's more, uh, I don't know what to call it. I still think it's a drum machine, but it's a cool, it's a cool beat. Definitely. And there's definitely, yeah. like, there's a lot more... Uh, synth stuff going on the, like the bass line is on a, a deep synthesizer and then there's a higher synthesizer that comes up and they both play the same thing together so you get in that low sound and that high sound doing like boom 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 yeah and and sometimes the low bass part goes away and it's just doing the high part and they've got that like group like spoken sung sound doing the vocals and like there's a lot of tracks on the vocals and the mm. chorus, I said it almost sounded like they were chanting. Yeah. And, like, it's very, like, staccato. They're like, windmill, windmill, for the... Le-. Like, it's, it's very... Yeah, cuts right. off really quick. So, yeah, it's... They just, all these versions have some, like, interesting little features. Like, everyone's really making it their own. Everyone's got a yeah. unique sound. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and this one, this one was really cool. Um, Went through a lot of interesting phases. Yeah, and like later on, this distorted guitar comes in and plays that bass riff sound. Yeah. Um, and they do have they have the second half of the um, rap verse as well, but only the second yeah. half. Yeah. But they don't. They just come in on the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was uh, this one was tight. And then, like you were talking about that second chorus, you thought they didn't mm-hmm. do it, and like they yeah. do, but it's like. There's a lot of like more synth sounds on it that second time. Right. Yeah, they do a lot of particularly for the first verse that it's really heavily processed on the voice too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just listening to it and grooving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's yeah, a it's good got, one. I, I like this one. It's it's a really good one. Let's talk about Kyle Olthoff and Leah McVie. I just want to give some quick credit. To they do like sure. the bass dropping sound right before their like breakdown at the end. They do their like, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All, All right. right, let's talk about these guys, Kyle Olthoff and Liam McVie, who I could find nothing. City's breaking down on a camel's back. City's breaking down on a camel's back. City's breaking down on a camel's back. Let's see. Uh, Kyle Olthoff's a guy from Seattle, and he does covers. He also has multiple original songs, according to his either website or Facebook. I don't remember where I got it. Okay. And he did Neat. these two people. Uh, yeah, her, him and Leah uh, mm-hmm. did these two songs in 2016. And as far as I could tell, she's not done anything since. And he's done some other stuff. Okay. Uh, that's all I know. Also, it's the only version marked as explicit on Spotify. I don't know why. The only, I mean, they say ass cracks in this one. This one has the full cracks. rap verse. That's right. 
It's also a sad piano version. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say? I I didn't hear you. Acoustic. Yes, this is acoustic. Um, It's like piano and and guitar and like flute. There's some kind of like flute. Yeah, there's like tambourine in here as well. Uh, We get some vocal harmonies at the start and the end. It's uh, yeah. It like it comes in and it's like yeah. I guess there are harmonies. Is that? I thought it was just her though, like multi-tracked. Yeah, it's probably just multi-tracked, but. And so it comes in. It's just like there's like some synth pad type. Like comes in with like some piano, and it's like slow piano, and then like yeah. some pick guitar and like kind of like stringy sounds, which I assume are just like synth pad type type deal and she repeats the first line of the verse several times yeah and then that then, then there's like a flute the chorus. there's a flute happening yeah. that i feel like is like in the first half but not the second half i couldn't find it okay. and then she goes into the chorus like you said so they only repeat the first line of the verse and that's it mm. so this is kind of the opposite of the other versions this one cuts out the first verse instead of the second verse yeah yeah because she does the full rap which is fun and somewhat novel yeah and she like it doesn't sound bad honestly no i mean she does a fine job it's i would expect to hear this if i went to like an open mic or something oh yeah um of like yeah this is maybe what everybody else seeks to do when they do that is this Singing the rap. Sounds pleasant enough. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it says feel good for a while. But I feel like there's no flute. There was a flute before the flute went away at some point. Yeah, I don't even I don't know how I feel about that. Now. It's fine. It's fine. I liked the flute, I'll admit. I feel a little bad now it's gone, you know? Like something was taken away from me. But I'm just acting spoiled. So you know what? It's fine. It is fine. Yeah, and so it, it starts, it ends the way it starts. With that city's breaking down That's on a true. camel's back thing. There's some symmetry there. How about that? Which is similar How to the original. That? The original has the sort of symmetry of like, he starts in one state, becomes elevated, and then kind of gets beaten back down. Mm-hmm. So like, she just repeats the beginning and the end, it's the same line. How about yeah. that? But also, she cuts out like the verse... So she is, but she does sing the chorus, but she's also the, like, overseer dude. Yeah. Who's and a I villain. feel like that one has no, like, context. She is just kind of saying. Yeah. Just kind of, which, I mean, you still get the verse. There's a little context missing. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's, again, honestly, again, as as... different. It's not. It's it's different from the other ones we've heard. Even like, mm-hmm. yeah, all of them. Yeah, really. And it's not even just like a straight cover. She does things like taking the first line of the first verse and being like, "We're gonna repeat this." Right. Bookend it and like. So it is different. It is, and uh, I I I don't think it's. Yeah, I was trying to like find a way that is diminished by that, but I feel like it's not that that big a deal. Yeah, honestly, we've had we have some bad, sad piano covers on this, and I feel like this is surprisingly not one of them. Yeah, which I would expect. It's just like two people who have kind of done some things, maybe, 
The last mm-hmm. time we were like super into a sad piano cover, it was like, um, fuck, like Cindy Lauper. Like, <laughs> yeah, that one was wild. so that was fun, but yeah, that's, that's this one. It's yeah, with that, let's talk about a man I'm very excited to talk about Luca Striganoli in yeah. 2017. This one, and I will admit, at first, didn't really appreciate it that much until I watched the video. Oh, there's a video. Oh, yeah. There's a video. Shit. I'm going to have to bring that up. But here, please, I need to tell you about his rejected Wikipedia draft. Tell me about his rejected Wikipedia draft. <laughs> so he um, allegedly invented the soprano guitar and the reversed triple neck guitar. Uh, I've seen the triple neck. It's in the video. Oh, shit. Yeah. He gave up guitar at 16 years old to practice judo. <laughs> That's rejected? Did someone just make it up? <laughs> so Is it even it says, true? Look, I have the I have I have copy and pasted this. Like, tell me this doesn't sound like a just insane story. So, Strignoli was born in 1991 in Varese, Italy. Since he was a young boy, he showed a great natural talent with the guitar. He began playing classical guitar at the age of 10 in his hometown and continued his studies at the Conservatory of Como. At the age of 16, facing personal struggles, he decided to give up music, believing he would never play again. At the age of 16. Strigan only put away the guitar and put his energy into the sport of judo, taking part in competitions and from time to time injuring his fingers. Oh, after no. Three years, after three years away from competition, uh, drifting, up, oh, so drifting uploaded to YouTube by the American label Canfrat Records, the video displayed a style of guitar playing that he had never seen before. This had an incredible impact on Striganoli, who decided to finally pick up a guitar again and try to learn the piece from YouTube. After showing the results of his practice to his judo team, everyone was impressed and encouraged him to cultivate cultivate his incredible gift for the guitar. I'm glad his judo Shortly team after. was supportive. I Would know. that my judo <laughs> team were so supportive of my dreams? <laughs> my judo team's been holding me back this whole time. So shortly after, Strigonoli took the difficult decision to stop practicing judo and left the sports university oh, to man. dedicate his time solely to guitar. Well, I think it worked out for him. Is that the whole story? Is there more? That is the whole story. Okay. So, so I wasn't super impressed by this at first. So I was like, cool, it's an acoustic version. It sounds all right. It's instrumental. But the video, he's playing it all at the same time. Fuck On you. a triple neck guitar. Okay. So Yo. it's like, it's got like a six string, a seven string, and then like this three string bass. Holy and shit, most that's of it, loud. Most of it, like, he's, he's like, finger-tapping, like, the, yeah, the guitar part. Yeah, one of them doesn't even have, like, a, like a hole for it to echo out of. It's just yeah. a fretboard. Yeah, this is very impressive. So, yeah, I was much more impressed when I found out that he was doing all the parts with his, like, weird Franken-guitar. Yeah. That he apparently invented. invented and I assume built himself, which Pre- is slightly presum- more impressive. Presumably while just doing judo throws. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> with his super <laughs> long. I, I feel like the reason he had to give up judo was because he had to grow his nails out to play guitar. Like this. Mm, yeah, you can see some close ups on his hand, but, like, 
Yeah, so, so this is an impressive feat, uh, no doubt. Um, yeah, this is certainly a, on, a, on a sheer performance level. Yeah, he's playing three guitars at the same time, so kudos. Um, kudos. And there's I like two it was little really like cool to turn the uh, the feel good part into the to the the just scratching the strings. Yes, that's true. So there's yeah some cool effects too. So definitely mm-hmm. like in terms of structure, it's basic like it's the it's the song like it follows the structure. Uh, he does mm-hmm. the different parts uh, with the thing, but like just watching him in the video, especially, uh, it's pretty impressive that he's that he's doing all this stuff. All at the same time. Yeah. The only trick with that, uh, it, it all technically being one guitar, is that it does kind of give everything the same tone to an extent. I suppose. Sorry, I was watching you could build a, a different one that has like an electric in the middle, acoustic on the side, and then just that fretboard thing again. That'd be kind of cool. Hey, remember that time we went to a concert? Uh, and the opening band, they had, like, that double neck guitar, and then at one point, the, like, lead singer just, like, reached around, hugged the guy playing the double neck guitar, and they both played at the same time. Yeah, dude, that, that was, was fun. the guys who opened for Frank Turner. Yeah, I'm trying to remember their name. name. Uh, I'm gonna look them up. Like coffee, I looked, like, I looked them up on Spotify, I must have not saved them. They cause... do have, they do have some stuff on Spotify. Um... Yeah, it was like Sam Coffee something or something. Like that. Oh yeah, you're right, the Sam Coffee band or something. Uh, Sa- Sam Coffee and the Iron Lungs. That's the one. So they, I'm pretty sure they're from Ontario. Um, kind of like a punk rock outfit from there. I I liked yeah. that. I liked that performance. It was fun. It was like the riffs were all like familiar, but it was fun performance which yeah, is kind of like, like blues works like that a lot you're like i know that riff but like it's fine yeah. the song's good anyway yeah so shout out to double, yeah so that concert lucas street only and his Chicken, and his many guitar guitar yeah impressive i'm impressed impressive he's like the he's like the guitar form of uh who's that guy who's really good at the piano oh yeah sure i thought you were gonna say voltron because there's so many yeah, he's the guitar version of Voltron. He's like Voltron on the guitar. Because <laughs> hang on, I gotta. They've combined who is that guy. Um, Pete uh, something. Peter. Pete. Peter Bentz. Peter Bentz. That's yeah. right. Shout out to Peter Bentz. I was gonna say Pete Best. Pete Best. It's actually very close. <laughs> All right. So oh, yeah, let's talk so, about the same. The same. And by Lelisha. Um, 2017. Yeah. Could you find anything on these people? No. I found a band called Same, which wasn't the same, and I found the same band, which was also not the same. Okay. No, I didn't find anything. Um, okay. These guys, this is like more of remixy. Right. Yeah, it is. And this is, uh, they turn the Don't Stop, Get It, Get It into a repeated kind of hook. Yes. And that's, I mean, let, let me see. Hang on. Um, this do oh they actually do the chorus huh yeah starts out on the chorus oh right and then a lot of the lyrics I could not understand I looked up the lyrics and mm-hmm. they did not appear to be accurate so there you go 
Yeah, it's, I think what you find with a lot of these is they just give the lyrics for the original, and you're like, great. Now well, I were, have to be the like, guy who transcribes like, it. They, like you said, they repeat the, like, ending part, right? But mm-hmm. she makes other sounds. I don't know if they're words or not, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hearing that now. I don't know if that's actually, like, speaking or if that is just noise. I don't know, man. But this one has... I don't think this one has the bass line. No. This one is... I mean, so, like, the voice is pretty high. And it sounds... Yeah. Like... It's almost got that, like, ethereal thing going on. Like, wispy... Uh, lots of filtering. There's like a filtered piano and drums and lots of like little synth bits here and there. And, uh, the drums have this, have a tambourine for sure. Yeah. There's definitely a prominent tambourine in the drums. And, uh, lots of repeated stuff and kind of weird disjointed. Yeah. I mean, they have that don't stop, get it, get it stuff. And lo- Yeah, lo- that's like, that's the biggest draw on this was that don't stop get it get it and see how I can learn it. I think it's probably her best singing too but that might just be because it's so different from the rest of it. Yeah. And uh man I, I it's it's another like dance remix that took a very different direction from the last one. Yeah it's uh like you said each one has a very individual take on this song and it's surprising to see that even between dance versions because usually there's some overlap. Yeah but and there was a, a number of years between these ones too so maybe that had something to do yeah. with it. Yeah. Or were well, there? A, a year. It was <laughs> one year between. Oh them. never mind. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah a lot of these covers have been from around the same time surprisingly. That's true. That's true. And it's a relatively recent song compared to a lot of the other ones we've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was a, a definitely a different dance remix. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and a bold choice to take out the bass line. I think it still does okay without it. Yeah. But maybe I, yeah. it doesn't really sound like the original. It's it's a good like, hook. The bass line. Yeah. Is, uh, Talk about Jack the Envious in 2017. Let's do it. a post-hardcore slash alternative slash punk group according to their That's facebook right. page they're from london yeah england they catchy melodies with guitar driven songs followed by raw energy and raw. Life goes. um yeah there's a lot of kicks in this one beginning lots of kicks yeah. kick 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 well i mean they got like the double pedal this is like medley like mm-hmm. yeah i would have called it metal if i didn't read their yeah. description of themselves yeah not really no yeah I mean, I guess that's the hardcore part? Yeah. Post-hardcore? Anyway. Post-hardcore. Um, yeah, so, and now, like, they got that metal guitar sound. It's doing the bass riff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and uh, feel when that? it does the, uh, yeah, when it does the, like, the breakdown between the, the verse and the chorus, the boom-doom-doom-doom-doom. Yeah? You can yeah. really hear how steely those strings are on the bass. Ah, I missed that. That's a cool, that's a... It's it's That's nice. It's, it's, I like wish there was a way to have more of it in. It sounds fucking good. Get that steel, man. And uh, it also has that kind of like noodling guitar in the back, you know, mm-hmm. that we talked about before. For sure, yeah. It's more metal, yeah, as expected. But like the sound, they also keep doing this like slide down sound mm. uh, that comes up several times throughout. So they kind of have that like through line. I thought that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, it's uh, this one does a lot of variations in it in a lot of different ways. So we get an acoustic breakdown at one point. We get these metal instruments. They do the same thing as the other guys where they do the, the heavier, slower version near the end. Right, right. Yeah, they, and on the vocal part too, we get a lot of variation. Where they kind of get, I mean, like you're saying, they have the like one like kind of breakdown section where they do the acoustic part, and the vocals are more filtered for that. But they only do that the first time, I believe, the first chorus, and then after that, it's yeah. more screamy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and I did they notice even... like there's definitely some more variations for the other choruses um <laughs> and there's like a sustained scream when they do the second half of the chorus after the yeah. first time like it's it's uh i guess that's the hardcore part yeah and they get they get different dudes screaming too they do Even through the the like the rap verse i think they trade off to a lower guy at one point and like, some of it is just hardcore singing near the start, then we get more screamy, then we get low screamy, and then it's like, they go all over the place with it, and I think it really works. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here, man. Mm-hmm. I think the, the benefit of this style of music is that it pumps up the anti-establishment vibe of the song just naturally. It's got more of the punk sound. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give it that. And he says, fucking navigate. Watch Ooh. me as I fucking navigate. Yeah, yeah so like does. this one doesn't have an explicit tag, but Kyle Olthoff has an explicit tag. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Do you do give know. yourself explicit tags? Does anyone even care? Yeah, I, we have explicit tags, actually. Fuck. Did we give them to ourselves? Um, yeah, well, because uh, you can do it episode by episode. Actually, we don't have explicit tags on Spotify, I'm seeing now. Huh. But on iTunes, we have that. Okay. That's fair. We've been explicit. Yeah, we fucking swear sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the lyrics are explicit. Sometimes so we, have we to. talk <laughs> about spinning. Yeah, sometimes we talk about sitting on it and spinning. Yeah, so check out the Gloria episode from two weeks back. Not the second Gloria yeah. episode, the first Gloria episode. Yeah, check out our Gloria episodes. Gloria, Gloria Double Fest Feature Part 1. Yeah. So, yeah. People are going to be so pissed. I don't know. We don't even have any fans, but <laughs> people are going to be like, um, you uploaded the same episode twice? I'm like, no. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Guess again. Look again. Um, <laughs> listen. Look. Listen. Um, yeah. This one also has a guitar solo. Listen, a little guitar yep. solo. Yes, this is one of the longer fast. ones. It's, it's around the four-minute mark, right? It is. It is. Yeah, buddy. Because they need to throw a guitar solo in. And that's all right. I didn't like think it was too long or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, cool. I think it, it had a good, a healthy length to it. And yeah, I like the vocals and stuff. I thought this one was tight. Do 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 do. Let's talk about Dare Knots in Dare 2018. <laughs> Enter the Dare Knots. That's the album name. Okay. Did you know that they're skillfully combining the best of hip-hop, reggae, trap, and rock with earthworm hooks? Just kidding. Let me read that again. Earworm hooks? Earworm hooks. And they're from Toronto. 
That's right. Which is in the country we live in, but very far away from us. Very far away. Um, um so yeah, we got some skank on this track, eh? You think so? I think there's a bit of skanking. Just right off the bat. Well, not when he says do to do. Yeah, well, right off the bat, he like do to do to do do's with his voice. Yeah, but then you get. Beep, beep, oh, I hear that. I hear beep. that. It's it's not like super prominent, but it's there. Yeah. It's kind of it like a there. little synth thing going on. Boom, 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 And so yeah, they do the bass line with vocals on. Yes, they have like a whole group, which almost reminded me of some of the stuff Ceramic was doing, actually. Okay, yeah. Just with the like group vocals, but it's on a different part. Um, and uh, it's like, at least at the very start, like like we were saying, it's like it comes in and it's like, it sounds like they're starting a tape, right? Yeah. And then and the guy just, just does guy the going. like do 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 sound, and it's like super lo-fi. And then the voice comes in, and then there's all some male voices. I think they are doing the mm-hmm. bass line, and then female voices doing the feel good. The feel good, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's something I don't know why I like that they did the the vocals for the bass line. It feels like uh, it I don't know. Feels like, like half ignore- acapella, but it's clearly not acapella because yeah. there's other it's instruments. Almost just like they're acknowledging the fact that we all know the bass line. Right, and it's like, you know what you're doing, and they're yeah. like, yeah, so we're not going to put you through actually playing the bass line, we're just going to do it like this, because you can do that too, I don't yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's and it's like got that group sound too, like it's uh, overdubs, or maybe just an actual yeah. group. And also, the um, drum machine kind of has that like super repeated hit sound, like... Like ratchet, almost. Yeah. yeah. Has that? Yeah, I put like a like a register, like a an old school cash register. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose. Or rather, not that. Maybe it's what I'm thinking about is rolls of money. You know, when you're like. Oh yeah, well, like, it's it's the like trap kind of thing. Yeah, I think you get a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if I would call this trap drums, but. <laughs> yeah. I but I think, think that so, element is is common. Definitely has that element. And they do a beep after the the first verse and say, leave your message after the tone. Oh, I totally missed it. Oh, all I want to hear is the message beep. No. Cool. I didn't miss that. Yeah. Just a neat little, little shout out to the original there. And uh, yeah, chorus is pretty straightforward. Um, on, their, on the all I want to hear is the message beep line, they do a slightly mm-hmm. different melody as well. They kind of do like a descending oh. thing. Okay. I thought it was different anyway. Yeah, and they do a lot of playing around with like filtering versus not on the vocals. Yeah, varying amounts of filter ing. Um, and then we get see. the uh, the rap verses split between vocalists. It kind of just jumps through them, and they do. do they, uh, are there they several? Do kinda... Are there more than two? Yeah, I think yeah, it might be just two of them. Let me see. Maybe. I don't know. It definitely sounds like there are a few, but it's hard for me to tell the difference. Yeah. Between and, them. And uh they do a they do a kinda yeah, they do kinda what you talked about at the end of the first verse with the watch me gravitate, watch me navigate lines, where they yeah. just kinda throw a different pattern on it almost. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have like you were saying they have that message thing. They seem to really mm-hmm. have 
um, latched onto that message phone thing, like theme or whatever, metaphor. Because there's, like, right before the outro, they get these two, like, little phone ring sort of sounds. Right, and they end sort with of. actual laughter on this one, and then the tape machine stopping. Yes. So, maybe this is all a message. Ooh. Ooh, me, yeah, maybe the whole song's the message. Because they definitely have that, like, tape sound at the beginning and at the end. Uh, and then right mm-hmm. at the end, like, there's... It's not, like, it reminded me of a phone ring. I actually wasn't thinking of, like, the metaphor when I wrote right. this down. But, like, the synth sound right before the outro sounds kind of like a phone ring. It's clearly a synthesizer, okay. but it's got that, like, kind of sound ah. to it. Right? It's, like, right just on. before 2.30, if you want to listen to it. Okay, yeah, let me... Let me... Let me take a hot listen at that. Yeah. Yup, yup, yup. That is a phone noise, but on a synth. Yeah. And um, then and then if yeah. they play out, like there's like a super low like bass sound playing and they just do some like laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you already say that? I did say that, but that is okay because I think we're coming to the end of what okay. we're saying about this. Yeah, so. I just wanted to, you know, do it in order. Yeah. Because imagine yeah. speaking out of order. Can't imagine. I can't imagine it. So that's all the songs we're talking about today. We're going to break it down into three categories for a final review. One. It's going to be one. one. Worst song. Two. Best song. Really? Three. Yeah. <laughs> um, most sinister. Sinister. Most yeah. F- f- least feel good. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> um, okay. Worst cover. What was the worst cover? You know, I didn't hate any of these. Yeah, I hear ya. Um, the one I probably couldn't really get on board with. The the same is probably for me. The one I like the least. Um, I preferred the other dance remix, and like it was fine. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't get me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's kind of plain. I did like the the vocal hook on it though. The "Don't stop, get it, get it" repeated. Okay. I will give it that. I think for me, I gotta go with uh, what's his name, Dylan, Dylan Hodges. Well, that's fair too. I don't even, I don't even hate his version. Like I know, like none, just... of, like I feel like all of them have something I liked. Yeah, it's like this has been a pretty strong roundup. I think um, with Dylan's, it's just maybe the least involved. It's more just like him doing a solo thing, and uh, I don't yeah, know. There's some so banjos, just, and yeah, there's some banjo, and but like most of it is just a straight acoustic cover for like for the most part, right? With like some bits cut out. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I still question the decision of cutting those bits out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you do that. It wasn't too long ago that I was saying like. Geez, I don't know if it makes sense to cover a rap song. And I was trying to think of why I would say something like that. And I decided at the time, I was like, well, maybe it's just less relatable. But then I realized hmm. that that's just maybe to me. It's, and I was like trying to think of like, well, that implies that other songs are more relatable, right? Why are they more relatable? But like, I don't think there's any particular reason that they're more relatable generally. But maybe they're mm-hmm. more relatable to my situation. So it's not that generally rap songs are less coverable. It's just that I feel like I can cover rap songs less well. Does right. that make sense? 
Yeah, that seems accurate, because the, the very term relatable yeah. demands that you relate to it. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's that's where I'm on right now, with, like, maybe he has a similar feeling. And maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's not true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but that's just what I it seems like. Yeah, and, like, honestly, freaking, I, I'd listen to this again. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. But what was the best cover? Yeah, tell me, Alex, which mm. one's the best? That's tough, because I also liked a lot of these. Yeah, me too. But I think I have to give it to Cooking on Three Burners, because I really liked their sounds, their tones. Really? Were, yeah, I really That's liked that organ, man. Yeah, that organ was pretty fucking so. tight, I'll be honest. And I liked the drums on that, too. I thought getting them more involved, like, really paid off. Yeah, it was a cool drum. Like, it was kind of funky, kind of good. Some good sections. Felt had the feeling of, like, we start with, like, one central thing, and then we move off to do something else, and we come back, and then we move off. It was almost episodic. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I but think the sound. Yeah, for, for me, the best one, probably Ceramic. That was... Uh, oh, I liked that one, too. That was uh, I liked that one for a lot of the same reasons, actually. Yeah. That was probably my close second. Cause like yeah, it's just real tight. It's some cool. Like, still got the vocals in there. Cool sounds, yeah. cool vocals. They got yeah. yeah, and and just a tight track too. Is that one even three minutes? What is it? Two fifty four. Yeah, much shorter. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so like to condense that and still have it be so rich and full of like interesting things is like fuck yeah. yeah. Give it to me. The cooking on three burners version was definitely like maybe a little long. Yeah, but you can throw that thing on and just kind of groove to it. So True. it's also like it's True. got its merit. Yeah. Ugh, and they all did. Uh, now, the most what was the word? Uh sinister. Sinister. The most sinister version. Hmm. Yeah, or evil or foreboding, foreboding. if you need some, some different yeah. adjectives. I also want to give this one to ceramic. Because that like group vocals kinda almost has that sound to me of like being sung at you know and it's like intense yeah and all the sort of vocal filters they put on it do give it a very eerie kind of sensation it's like different sorry you're I've like e- i've even written here spooky vocals for the chorus spooky vocals yeah like the word you said you said it makes it sound very and then you cut out for that word and then like came back in so i don't know what you said <laughs> okay said uh, eerie eerie okay yeah, yeah, yeah definitely that's a solid take i might give it to a more like a. Uh more upfront sort of evil sinister and that's gonna be the uh jack the envious version the jack the envious version because it's it's more like hardcore yeah it's it's in your face dude screaming at you and you're like oh, oh, oh. yeah it's definitely it's it's very like up in your face fast there's a lot of things going on there's no control yeah so that is that is our hot takes yeah. for Feel Good Inc. If you have a good. cover you wish we'd have talked about, or if you got an opinion on these covers, shout at us on the Twitter. That's at Jake the Cressy, J A K E T H E C R E S S Y, and at some Alex Wise guy. Use the hashtag CoverMePod, and we will respond to you. Have a lovely conversation. Yeah, we will try. I mean, I... I'll respond to you and then have to tell Alex to check Twitter like two weeks after. Yes, for sure. Okay, that's been our main segment. We're going to jump into our bonus segment. 
which is uh, Cover Me Classroom. And today we're going to learn about the differences between folk music, country music, and bluegrass. All right, so here's a bunch of things that I read on Wikipedia. So traditional folk music is an extension of the term folklore, which was co coined in 1846 by the English antiquarian William Toms to describe the traditions, customs, and superstitions of the uncultured classes. So, folk, yeah, so traditional folk essentially is music of the working class, right? Right, it's the, like, which is why talking about, like, it's almost like, by the strict definition, folk, as soon as it's recorded, like, is it really, like, is it really folk anymore? Right, yeah, an interesting Maybe. point. Like, so, if it's, and, like, been commercialized? Yeah, and this incorporates world music to an extent under the traditional folk music umbrella. So the music, the folk music we talk about today, or what's actually popular, is called contemporary folk music. Right. Which sort of peaked in the 1960s. Like Bob the, Dylan what's kind called, of? Yeah, so it's, they call it the American Folk Music Revival, which was centered in the States, but also responsible for a lot of Canadian artists getting international success. So yeah, yeah. that would be like... Um, yeah, probably. They listed Gordon Lightfoot, yeah. Leonard Cohen, and Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I feel like Neil Young is associated with Joni Mitchell, and he kind of sort of sounds folky sometimes, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not strictly that. But I don't know. And like so Joni this Mitchell type of anyway. contemporary folk is where you get fusion genres like folk, folk rock, or like electronic folk, folk punk, all that kind of shit. Right. And so, but these these in terms of places the music is played, like venues that celebrate folk, they traditionally do traditional folk and contemporary folk. Right. So they're kind of like separate, but together as well. They, they don't discriminate, which is probably good. Yeah, and so to break down into a dictionary definition for contemporary folk, musically, it is mainly Western European in origins. Linguistically, it is predominantly English-based. Other musical modes and languages, rightly or wrongly, tend to get separated out and grouped under world music, even if they are considered traditional within their respective cultures. Yes, because world music is just like other music that we... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, and so the few exceptions to this model are derived mainly from prevailing political historical conditions in the Anglo-American world and the demographics of folk bands. So we get Celtic music, blues, some Central and South American music, Native American music, and what is called the klezmer. Klezmer. So, where, I mean, uh, obviously country, at least modern, is quite different. But where does bluegrass mm -hmm. fit into all this? So, in a, to sum it up or, in this one, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to throw off your groove. You, you, you do no, no, we're good. No, description. You, you've, you've led me easily into here. So, so. Co contemporary country music descends ultimately from a rural American folk tradition, but has evolved differently. Right. And bluegrass music is essentially a professional development of American old time music intermixed with blues and jazz. Okay. I believe. So interestingly, Bluegrass derives its name from the band Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Oh, really? So they are kind of the the genesis point for bluegrass music. They're the beginning of it. And it has roots in traditional English, Irish, and Scottish ballads and dance tunes and uh, traditional African American blues and jazz. So Bill Monroe characterizes the genre as Scottish bagpipes and old time fiddling. It's Methodist and Holiness and Baptist. It's blues and jazz and has a high, lonesome sound. Really? Bagpipes? Yeah, apparently. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. I can tell you this. 
Let me see. Uh, 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 uh. Bluegrass features acoustic string instruments and emphasizes the offbeat. Notes are anticipated in contrast to laid-back blues, where notes are behind the beat, which creates the higher energy characteristic of bluegrass. And in bluegrass, this is the jazz influence. One or more instruments each takes its turn playing the melody and improvising around it while others perform accompaniment. This is especially typified in tunes called breakdowns. Which is kind of what I was saying about the cooking on three burners structure. It has similar, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, it has that bluegrass element, which is a, a, essentially a jazz element. Right. And so another thing that comes down to is instrumentation. So it's most people say it is strictly acoustic for bluegrass and also generally features vocal harmony featuring two, three or four parts. Yeah, that sounds that's in keeping with what I think I know. Mm-hmm. And then bluegrass tunes in terms of what they're about are generally narratives of everyday life of people where the music came from. So you get laments about love's lost, interpersonal tensions and unwanted changes to the region. For example, it says here the visible effects of mountaintop coal mining. Well, yeah, great. Mine that. So yeah, they're they're often often referenced to like rural areas. Or don't. And it, it specifically mentions the Appalachia. Right. Which is probably what Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys were talking about. Right. It's like like the the rural areas and like the the lower class people. So it still mm. has that kind of folk, but similar roots, uh, similar focus to folk. Yeah. So essentially, I would say each one of these uh, genres falls under the umbrella category of traditional folk. Right. And then you have contemporary folk, which is defined as more as I would call like a singer-songwriter kind of genre. Yeah, definitely. And then you have country, which is, we can talk about defining characteristics or ballads, dance tunes, simple forms, folk lyrics, banjos, fiddles, and harmonicas. Used to be called hillbilly music. (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. And, I guess that uh, so yeah. US, U.S. Congress officially recognizes Bristol, Tennessee, as the birthplace of country music. I don't. I've never heard of Bristol, Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah, there's almost a region-specific nature of country, but it's also been through six sort of different generations, and with each one, it's kind of become more. Yeah, and it sounds like flexible, more mainstream. It sounds like there's been some like crossover with the blues and, and there's sort of cross pollination there. Yeah. So like yeah, essentially when it comes down to it, like folks your singer, songwriter, acoustic guitar, basically. Country is sort of re- used to be regionally specific, but I, I would say it's things that harken to the idea. It makes you think of Tennessee or like Nashville, probably country. Absolutely. Makes you and think of bluegrass Bristol. Like folk. Yeah, Bristol. Bristol, Tennessee. And then bluegrass is your folk music that's been influenced by blues and jazz. Does that all seem reasonable? Yeah, I believe all those things. I still have to like, uh, can... like I have to take that in it's a lot of information. Like it's a big info dump, so I have to like think about it now. Yeah. And like listen to things and like start to notice like, oh yeah, yeah, bagpipes. But like bagpipes, yeah. really? He said bagpipes, yeah, bagpipe. right? Scottish bagpipes, specific. I feel like I'd, I've not heard the bagpipe songs, but maybe one day. Maybe. So that's been our uh, bonus segment. If you guys have any uh, questions about that, it's probably better to just Google them. But if you have any corrections, send them my way on Twitter. I'd take the Cressy. Or just further information. I always like to learn about music. That's what this whole show is about, kind of. Kind of. Alex, do you have anything you want to plug? No, I don't have anything. 
Ask me if I have something I want to plug. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, hire me. Yeah, plug your career. Jake is yeah. a guy who writes things. He I could write things for you. I'm a freelance writer and you. journalist. I also know how to work a camera. I have a DSLR. I can shoot video and picture for you. Amazing. Hire me for your company. Wow. See, I'm doing it. This worked for you, and it worked for Steven, so I think it's <laughs> going to work for me. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll bump you. We'll get you that. We'll get you that. Uh, that cover me bump. That long-term employment. Here's open. So that's been our full show. I've been your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by Alex Mildenberger. Mm-hmm. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Podblaster, Pod in the Alley, Pod Pod. Hey, it's Todd. Revolution. Any, your favorite oh. podcasting app, <laughs> Pod Pod Revolution. That's way better. <laughs> Um, tell your friends about us. Talk to us on Twitter. You know what to do. You never do it, but you know what to do, and you should do it. Right, we're guilting you now. Yeah. Come on, man. Give us a break. Cut us some slack. Jeez. Um, jeez, Malise. And if you got some requests for songs you want us to talk about in the future, that would also be tight. Hit us Send up. that our way. We're listening. And as we always say on Cover Me, the, 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 the best part of waking up is... A cover in your cup. And the cup in this context is your ear. <laughs>